made. This particular day you will never see again. It will be another Sunday, but I guarantee you, it will not be exactly like this Sunday. Let us know that God is a God of our changes. He changes us. Amen. Amen. So let's just go to the throne of grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, once again, we thank you for the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Almighty God, for calling us out of darkness and translating us into the kingdom of your dear son, Jesus Christ. We give you glory, we give you honor. And God, today, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that you said to teach us all. And we thank you for the power of wisdom and knowledge and understanding being in our midst today. And we thank you, Almighty God, in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Let the redeemed church, whom God has redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, say amen. Amen. Are you happy to be saved? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God. You may be seated. I don't know about you, I'm so glad that God called me out of darkness and translated me into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. He thought I was worth saving. He thought you were worth saving. He thought the world was worth saving. Thank God. Well, today... We are teaching on, when I say we, I'm talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And like I've always said to you that Jesus Christ is the head of this church. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the great teacher in this church. I am just the vessel that God chose to channel his power through to his people. We are all the people of God. And we say, I thank God. So today we are teaching on agreeing with the word. You know, we disagree with the word when we start complaining. We disagree with the word when we allow a situation to fill us with fear. We are disagreeing with the word. Because we all know that God says, that he have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. When I allow a situation to make me feel so, I am disagreeing with the word. So I think it is time that the church come into agreement with the word. If God said that you are healed, agree with him. She'll go to the doctor, she'll take your medicine, but agree with God. Because God's healing comes without side effects. There's no wind about it. God said, by my stripes you are healed. But you just might have this go on in your body. But thank God for man healing. But I, I chose to go God's way. Until it happened, I would do exactly what the natural man said for me to do. But I want a healing that comes without any side effect. Amen. 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 Let the church say what? Amen. 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 Agreeing with the word. 
Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, Trust, Trust. in the Lord. And have you noticed that God started out telling us who to trust in? You know, one way to say, in case you get it twisted, <laughs> and think you're supposed to trust in yourself, trust in your emotion, trust in what you can understand. The Lord let us know. Trust in the Lord, my God. You know, he called himself the Lord, our God. He said, I am the Lord, your God. Trust in your God. The devil is not your God. What I think and what I feel is not my God. The almighty God that created the heaven and earth that spoke the world into existence with nothing but spoken words. So trust in him. The God that needs nothing to create something. That awesome, isn't it? Whatever he wants, he just speak the word and the Holy Spirit manifests it. Bring it into existence. We all know that heaven and earth were created by God's spoken word and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So he needs nothing to create something. And he's telling us, us, mankind, the crowning of his creation, the most obedient, disobedient creation <laughs> that he created on earth. Everything else, if you will look around you, obey God. Yes. He created the birds to fly, they fly. The fish to swim, they swim. Yes. The trees to bloom and have a season. They come out in their season. They don't, they're not like human. Sorry to come out in December. <laughs> but we are the crowning of God creation. We are the creation that God chose to dwell in. And he's telling us in his word, trust in the Lord. Now, there's a certain way that we have to trust in the Lord. He didn't say, this, I'm trusting in God, I'm trusting in God, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm believing, I'm believing. Hey, when you go to that little avenue, you're not really trusting in God. You are hoping something would happen. But you are not sure that God is going to do what he promised that he would do. Trust. He said, you know, in, in, that means that your faith is in the Lord and not in mankind. Amen. He said, trust in the Lord. Now he tells us the condition that we must trust in the Lord. He said, with all your what? Heart. All your, the seat of your emotion. It's your heart. It's the seat of your emotion. Trust in the Lord with all your emotion and all your reason. Trust in the Lord. And look at all these different instructions and statements that he's given us. He said, and lean. You know how we lean to what we feel? <laughs> you know God knows us, right? The Bible declares that all things lies naked and open before God. There's not a human being creep up on the face of this earth that God cannot see 24-7. He said, I know your downsetting. I know your, I know your uprising. I even know your thoughts before they enter into your mind. 
because I know the type of person you are and what you think. So I know certain thoughts come to your mind. I know them before they get there. And I believe that's why God put 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, 4, and 5. He said, don't you walk in the flesh and no thoughts come to you. But I have given you a spiritual weapon to pull down what? Strongholds. Thoughts become strongholds and strongholds control you. He said, I've given you a mighty weapon, a spiritual weapon, a supernatural weapon. What kind of weapon is that? He said, I've given you my word. Because, other words, he said, I've given you myself. Why? Because God and his word are one. His word will never act apart from God. Hallelujah. He said, I, I, I've given you my word. And my word is mightier than anything upon the face of this earth. My words can move mountains. My word can do the impossible. I've given you a weapon that no human being can withstand. I have given you my word and my power to perform my words. He said, Paul said, do I walk in the flesh? Yes. But I do not walk after the flesh. I do not walk after ungodly thoughts and that come to my mind. I get rid of them right away. He said, God said, because thoughts will shake you. And what you think you will eventually become what you think. That's why God given us a weapon to get all these ungodly, defeated thoughts out of our mind. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, As a man or woman thinks in her heart, so is he. In other words, you will eventually become what you think. That is why God has given us so many spiritual weapons to cast down thoughts that come into our mind. It's up to Betty Swinney to allow a thought to lean around my mind. Like a pastor always said. He said, a bird, you cannot stop a bird from flying across your head, but you definitely stop him from building a nest in your head. So I cannot stop thoughts from coming to me, but I have a weapon to stop, stop that thought from becoming part of my thinking. And we all have that power. He said, with all your heart and lean not into your Reason, your own understanding, your power to say, you know, I got this. You know how we think we got this? I can fix this. I can take care of this. I know Jusla. I know John. I know Harry. I know this person. So I got it. That's okay, but still trust in God. And lean not to your own understanding. And it says in verse 6 says, in all your ways, in all your ways, you know we have ways. We have crazy ways at times. <laughs> you know I have ways. One way today, tomorrow you another way. You know we go through so many changes of life with that with thought. You know what takes and change your ways is what you think. Hallelujah. If you have an evil thought in your mind, right? Today you will become an evil person because that thought is in your mind. If you have a criticizing thought in your mind, honest to goodness, if you can't find no human to look at, you'll turn the TV on and criticize something that you see on television. 
if you can, if you have a fearful thought, you will find a situation that you say, oh my God, I don't know what we're going to do. This, you know, see, it's just like a drug addict. You have to get that fixed when that thought comes to you. You know, everybody been there. We all been there. Some of us are there now. You will be there tomorrow. It's a constantly pulling down stronghold, casting down imagination. You will never get your mind so renewed in the spirit of God that it's free from thoughts coming to you because you are a human being. And the Bible says no good thing dwells in you. The only good thing that dwells in you is the spirit of the living God, the power of God. He said, your body is my temple, my dwelling place. I dwell in you. That's the only good thing dwelling in us. And guess what? That is the only spiritual power that can help us. Yeah. Amen. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him first. You know how we make decisions and we acknowledge God second when it's not going right. But as long as it's going, okay, there's no problem. Sometimes we refuse to acknowledge him. But when hell breaks out, so he said, then we want to acknowledge God, where are you? God said, I was there when you made that dumb decision, but you were so smart on your own, and you decided not to acknowledge me in all your ways. You did not agree with the word to acknowledge me in all your ways. So you made a decision yourself because you feel like I have enough education, there's nothing wrong with education, I have a degree, nothing wrong with it. But when it comes down to the spirit world, we all are dumb. We are no match to what we cannot see. And we cannot see spirits, but we can only see their effect and their action in people's life. But to see your spirit, have you seen your spirit? See the action of a spirit. See, spirits are just like the wind. God said you cannot see the wind, but you sure can see what the wind turns down, but you never see the wind. But just like spirit. You cannot see that fussing spirit, but you know that a fussing spirit there because of the action of that person. You cannot see a lying spirit, but you know a lying spirit is there because of the action of that person lying. You cannot see a gospel spirit. But you can see the action of that spirit in a person running someone down or criticizing someone. The real world is a spiritual world. Wake up, folks. But God has given us the faith that we can trust his word. And when we trust in his word, we are trusted in what God has promised that he would do for us. He said, we walk by what? And not by what we see. I mean, everybody knew that. They've been coming to Outreach Christian Center. But do all of us walk by faith? Or do we walk by what we can see? I saw you. Yeah. I thought you were walking by faith. No, I know. I saw you. I don't see the answer, God. God said it's unseen, but by faith what I promise you, the answer is in the supernatural world. So as you trust me, that answer will 
manifest itself because God said, I'm not a son of man that I shall lie. If I made a promise to you, I will keep it. He said, had not God said it, had not, he shall not do it. Abraham said, you know what? I messed up. I lay with the bond woman. And I messed up. I was trying to help God. But later on, God came to me and said, Abraham, I have made your father many nation. He said, okay, God, do you know what I've done 10 years ago? He said, yes. He said, but I'm calling those things down, which I've done before, that be not as though they were. Yeah. I'm saying that you have a son that never, you don't even see, but I see him in the supernatural world. And he will show up in Sarah's womb sooner or later when I come the right time. And the Bible says that Abraham was now, after he messed up, and found that the Israel was not the son. The Bible said Abraham was not fully persuaded. He agreed with God. See, that's what happened. He agreed with the be not. And said so he was fully persuaded that what God has promised. My God, that blessed my soul. What? Not what I promised. He said, but what? God, when you say God, you know, you're taking it to another dimension. Yes. When you say what God has promised, you are saying so much. I don't think you really realize what you are saying. When you say God, when you say God, you're talking about the God that created heaven and earth. You're talking about the God that was in the beginning. There was no beginning. He began the beginning. You're talking about that God that needs nothing to create something. He can speak and what he wants will come into existence. You're talking about that God that said he can make the rock cry out and worship and praise him. You're talking about that God that says you don't have to worship me. I have some rocks that I can raise up that will give me the glory. You're talking about that God that led the Israelites out of from Pharaoh's army and parted the Red Sea and led his people cross on dry ground. You're talking about that God. You See, when you say something, when you mention God, it is more than T-O-D, my God. It's you saying the creation of the universe, the creation that created everything. It's just not a, it's like my name. But when you say God, the Bible said when he speaks, Everything that he created will come to a standstill. Because he made everything. And all the things that dwell therein come into attention when God speaks. Isn't that something? That's the type of God that's dwelling in you. That's the God that wanted your body to be his temple, his dwelling place. You know, it always amazes that God wants something that serves sin, lying, there all kinds of stuff. But God said, I can use that body still. I can make that body my dwelling place. God said, just allow me to get in that body and I will change it. That's all he wants. He said, in all my ways of knowledge him, and he may, or he might. Huh? What is that? And he shall direct thy paths. 
Shell, what does shell mean? He will. He will. He shall. There's nothing you can add or take away from it. He didn't say he maybe, he might. He'll think about it when you live good enough. When you pray long enough. He said he shall. He shall correct the path. And he shall, I this, he shall order your steps in his word. When you acknowledge him. David said, Lord, I, I, I read your word, and your word is so awesome to my life. It changes me. It helped me. So, God, I mess up so many times, but God, I'm asking you by your mercy, Lord, this time, all of my steps in your word, God. I don't want to order my own steps anymore, God. I've been stepping out of your will. I've been stepping in places that I just should not go. Let me get me in trouble, God. I am not agreeing with your word, God. But God, this time, will you please, God, by your mercy and your grace, God, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, God, all my steps every day, moment by moment, second by second, in your Word of God. Because David said, if, if my steps are ordered in his word, and I step in his word and follow his word, I'm sure to come out as a winner. Because every step that I make will be a step that he ordered. And he will not order a step, my step, steps to lead me to destruction. He would order my steps. He already told me that I know the plans that I have for you. I have a plan to give you a future and a hope. I know what I think about you. I think if I can get into your life, I'll make you great. I know this. You speak bad about yourself, but I have another plan for you. I never speak bad about a creation that I created in my image. He said, let us make man in our image after our life. And let them have dominion over everything else that I created. Why would God created me and then talk about me? He knew me before I was conceived in my mother's womb. He said, I knew you. I knew your weakness because of your parents' generation. I knew what you were going to yield to. I made a way because I knew this weakness was in your family. I knew you were going to be this. I knew you were going to be that. But I still thought that you was worth saving. Yeah. Yeah. But I know you. You are feeling the generation curse. But I deliver you from the curse of the law. Yeah. See, God knew all about us. He knew the last year, the year before that, you were going to make the biggest mistake in your life. He knew that. But nothing that we can do that is a surprise to God. The God would say, oh! I can't believe that you got that. He said, I'm not the bad. I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> Ten years ago, before you accepted me, Dr. Betty, I knew this day would come. He knew all you mess up before you mess up. That's why he always had a plan in the beginning. The Bible said, God is always in front of us. Yeah. 
Okay. He said, all my steps in your word, and his word shall be a, God said, my word shall be a what? Lamp unto my feet. And a what? Light unto my path. Whatever was, I only follow the light of God's word. That's my lamp. The song says, wherever he leads me, I will walk. Well, we say the song, but some of the priests, I don't think God led you there. <laughs> that was your lead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jesus. You know, we can sound so holy, can't we? Yep. But then you look at your life. God said they would know them not by your much talking, by your much speaking, but he know them by the fruit that you bear and by the lifestyle that you live. He said, man can always say that I'm okay. But what they always said, but it's God convinced. In Romans um, 8, 8, 8 and verse 4 says, <laughs> we're still talking about agreeing with the word. And I'll be totally agree with with Romans 8 and 4, which says that all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. You know, we say, I am a child of God. Yeah, God's all my children listen to the voice of God as well. There's nothing wrong with the song. Songs you say all these holy songs, all these songs about God, but it does not make you holy. What you live defines who you are. Not what you sing, not what you preach, not what you do, but how you live. You know, we said, uh, and God was saying, I was teaching, studying, not on this, but it says, uh, and God said that we was our, we are dead and our life is hidden in Christ. That's in um, Colossians 3 and 1. Our life is hidden in Christ. You know, I'm going to teach on that one day. He said, but uh, he called it a new life. Our new life, he said, seeks the kingdom of God. Yes. He said, seek ye first. The new life seeks God, seeking first the kingdom. Then I looked up, what is in the kingdom? He said, the kingdom of God is righteous, live is peace and joy, and righteous living in the Holy Ghost. And that's why we seek the things of God and not the kingdom of God. But we seek the kingdom of God, we will become a better person because the kingdom of God is joy and peace and righteous living. Righteous living. Live right. Do right. Do what God asks you to do in the Holy Spirit. It's too late in the afternoon without doing your own thing. We know that. We see all the signs. We know the world just can't stand much more. And we should live like we want to go to heaven. Now, if we live like we want to go to hell, we live the life to go to hell, but we want to go to heaven. So walk will not get you in heaven. And the Bible says that every woman, every boy, every girl that have this hope, he said, now, beloved, we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be like, but we do know when he comes, we shall be just like him. And it said, every man and every boy, every girl that have this hope in them, what happened? He said, you purify yourself if you have a hope for ever seeing God. Do we really have a hope for ever seeing God? Do you want to see God the way that you live? He said, if you have this hope, 
You know, this not just coming to church. We need to come to church with purpose and a hope, my God, to change. A new life. A new life. A changed life. A life different from the life that you used to live. So you have a hope. I'm going before a holy God and he'll be judged one day. He said, well, I'm all right. Okay. <laughs> you know, God, you know, we, we play on God's mercy. God is too good. Yeah, God said, that's why I said that unless you repent and accept Jesus Christ, that's my goodness. You shall be saved. It's not God that sent you to hell. You send yourself to hell for rejecting God. Yeah, you said Romans 8 and 7 and 4 says, All who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. I agree. And we also agree with, uh, with 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 says, But thanks be to God. You know, God tells us again. He always tells us what to do first. A lot of times we skip past what to do. And it's falling on me. God help me. God said, then I say, thank me first. If you want the victory in this situation, I've given you the instruction. Follow the instruction. Do you know how to follow the instruction? Just like you stopped to the red light. Why did you stop? Tell me why did you stop? Since you don't know how to follow the instruction, just run right on through the red light. Because I, I don't want to stop. I, I'm going someplace, so why should I have to stop? I have my brakes and I have gas in my car, so I, I don't need to stop. Then it's, Lord help me, Jesus. Then he says, but thanks be to God. The first thing you should do when you want a victory in a situation is to get on your knees or stand before God and say, God, I thank you for the victory. Right. I, I agree with the victory. I agree that you would always cause me to have the victory in every situation. So since I agree with it, I'm just going to thank you. Lord, I thank you for the victory even before the victory comes. I do not see victory. The only thing I see is defeat, but that's not my answer. That's not I pray for. That that doesn't, that doesn't mind up a witness to what God promised me. God said, but thanks be unto God, which give us. He give us. It's not nothing I have to accomplish myself. All I have to do what is thank God for the victory. He said, thanks be unto God, which give us the victory. How did we get it? Through, we, through how we live? We get the victory. You must, this is something that every believer mind should be renewed to know. How do you get your victory? He said, please give us the victory. It's through somebody. It's not through how long you pray. It's not through how often you come to church. And all these things of what you should do characterize being a Christian. But he said the victory comes through our Lord, who is Jesus Christ. Not nothing that you have done. All the things we have to do is follow the first instruction. What is that? Thank God. Yeah. Giving thanks to God. It's in your Bible. Yeah. It tells you exactly. You know God is up. He tells us what to do to have the victory in every situation. He said, lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your way. Then he said, if you want victory in this situation, stop trying to get it yourself. Why don't you spend some time thanking God for giving you the victory? And you know, we just like to get into the victory ourselves so we can tear the church down like we've done something. No. 
Then 2 Corinthians, time is up, 2.14 says, Now, now me right now. He said, Now thanks be unto God. Thank him now before you say anything. Now thanks be unto God, which always give us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You have your answer. This obey the instruction of the word. The application of the word is more important than knowing the word. Yeah. Why well, know a lot of word and never apply the application to your life and never see any results because of the lack of the application? Yes. You just can say, I know the word, yeah, but I, I, I mean, a lot of people know the word, but what about these, the results of them, what the word can do? Knowing it's not helping me. Yeah. I know a lot of word. Yeah. I want to experience what I know. Oh, uh, well, you know, and we agree, but my next time I teach will be the first of the month. We will continue this. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. God bless you. I hope you receive something today that will change your life. We'll see you the next time. God bless you.